You answered. Are you there? Yes. <laughs> this is an exciting experience. I know it is. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've never had sort of a first timer on the show. So I am sort of proverbially popping your podcasting cherry. No, you really are. I told my friend about it and she was like, oh my God, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> You've graduated to the, like, the next step up of nerdism, I think. <laughs> I have. All so. thanks to you. <laughs> I'm trying to broaden people's horizons. Well, I like to play a little game and it's called Would You Rather. Have you ever played this game? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> of course, my mine are usually different. So, Robert Jordan, you you know and love him. Yeah, oh, I love him. And uh, we've got George R. R. Martin, take him or leave him. So they're both hanging over a shark tank. And you can only save one. So yes, Robert Martin has been mysteriously resurrected and he's alive. So are you going to save Robert Jordan and he has come back to life? He can write what he would want that last book to be. So he could completely redo the last book you bet yeah you just erase it and that's his desire or are you going to save george rr R. martin and he finishes out the final two books of the series so here's the first question <laughs> if, if martin if i don't save martin is the series still going to be finished i guess but someone else is it's going to be like the same situation with robert jordan oh. so someone knows the ending he's already told people what the ending yeah. is so we can at least know that Okay, but everything in between may not be his own design. Oh, God. I know. This is a tough one. It's so difficult because Robert Jordan's series has literally been a part of my life since I was 16. I've I've reread that series four times. And, oh, God. And what is the the series? Just because I'll probably use this. So for people who don't know. It's the Wheel of Time. So it's... Yeah, do you know, like, could you give a brief synopsis? Or is it like Game of Thrones where... There's no, actually, no way to give a brief. Game of Thrones is a little easier to describe than The Wheel of Time. It's, it's basically about this, this guy who finds out that he is basically the, the chosen one that has to save the world. And it's, it's kind of Lord of the Rings-esque in that, you know, a lot of the characters kind of, you could kind of compare them to characters in Lord of the Rings. Um, so it's, it's also kind of um, fantasy like that. Like there's witches and, well, they, they don't call them witches, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a completely different genre, but so the whole entire, I think, what, 11 books, 10 books is leading up to the final battle and, you know, facing the dark one and, you know, using their powers and all that. So it's, yeah, it's way more intense. I think. Okay. Than yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, sometimes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, sometimes. So what you're going to, which one are you going to sh- save? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I have to save Martin. Wow. Yeah. Okay. To figure out how it, yeah, all ends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think, I think I enjoy Game of Thrones a little bit better just because it's become a show. Yes. And they, I don't think they could ever do that or a movie about the Wheel of Time. But Why? Why don't you think so? Because it's, it's so, it's so in-depth and it's, it's such a long series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. I know. <laughs> Uh, I, will, I will probably eventually re- read that series in its again. entirety again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. When the king returns from his hunt, I'll tell him the truth. You must be gone by then. You and your children. I will not have that blood on my hands. Go as far away as you can, with as many men as you can. Because wherever you go, 
Robert's wrath will follow you. And what of my wrath, Lord Stark? You should have taken the realm for yourself. Jamie told me about the day King's Landing fell. He was sitting in the Iron Throne and you made him give it up. All you needed to do was climb the steps yourself. Such a sad mistake. I've made many mistakes in my life. But that wasn't one of them. Oh, but it was. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground.
So here we go. Okay. Valar Mogulis. This is Stella, and you're listening to Two Onion Nights and a Shadow Baby, the Game of Thrones podcast, bringing you the latest news, reviews, interviews, and discussions on everything Game of Thrones. Two Onion Nights and a Shadow Baby is sponsored by Tobho Mott's Armory. Now, Tobho Mott, along with his apprentice Gendry, can make any weapon or armor that you need. Mott has the ability to work with true Valerian steel, and Gendry can mold your helm to look as any creature you desire, whether it be lion, wolf, hound, or even a bull. Come on down to Steel Street in King's Landing and put in your order today. Unfortunately, friends, since I decided I'm no longer doing a Batgirl show... Mile High Comics dropped me as a sponsor, so I had to find somebody else. So why am I doing a Game of Thrones? I'm just done. Done with Batgirl. Uh, I'm just upset with the direction. I Previous episode, I gave it a 0 out of 10. And uh, I just feel like I don't need to put myself through that pain anymore. I'm not, you know, a masochist. So since I've been talking so much about Game of Thrones, uh, I think, you know, it's time to switch over. And I, I hope that, you know, those of you that have dedicated yourselves for 76 episodes, that maybe you'll stick with me because you like my personality. I don't know. But uh, I may lose a few listeners, but here's hoping I don't. But enough about me. I'm actually joined by my first permanent co-host. I'm so excited about actually getting one. We used to call her the Emo Fairy. I don't know if she still goes by that name. <laughs> uh, but Sarah, welcome to the podcasting world. Thank you. <laughs> so, so what made you even want to do a podcast about Game of Thrones? What drew you to this when I when I mentioned the idea? Uh, I think it was your explanation. You just you drew me in. I'd never done anything like it before, and I love Game of Thrones. It's become my current obsession. I'm rereading the series, so I, you know, I'm all about it. Okay, what what got you first into Game of Thrones? Um, I think it was actually my mom because I read the first series or the first book. I think it was about three years ago. That's when I started it. And I think my mom had randomly found it somewhere. Probably like a back bin at a library or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> or she read, she read about it or something. And, you know, we had, we had been reading. She kind of read the, the Wheel of Time series, too. So she was like, this sounds interesting. It's kind of the same thing. Okay. Mine is, I guess, a more elaborate, lots of certain levels going on. The first time I ever found out about it was my first year at San Diego Comic-Con. And... I was very naive that year. I thought you could get into a line for Hall H or wherever and just be able to get into the panel 15 minutes before the panel started. So I thought, oh, covert affairs, 15 minutes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm actually standing behind people that are in line for the Game of Thrones panel, which is three hours away from then. And wow. so then, yeah, then I left that line because I realized I was never going to get in. So I just knew about it. You know, I heard tellings of, you know, all the, all the stuff that that went on and I wasn't sure if I was ready for the show yet but I thought you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give this book a try and I decided to rope in our what are they called common friend our friend that we have in common there you go yeah. Amanda who works at a library and she's got this disease I would like to say that <laughs> she well she tries to read well she doesn't try she does it she reads a book it, she has to finish it in one sitting she no does matter, no matter the consequences so I decided, hey, Amanda, let's read this together. And I was very concerned about, is she going to read this all without me? So I even, I was very nerdy. I set up like a Google Excel worksheet that, you know, had the date and how many pages she read and everything. So I decided actually to start before her because I just wanted to be ahead. And I just 
you know, besides the prologue, which I think are always the the slowest part of yeah. the book, yeah. once I got past that prologue, I was just devouring that first book. And then uh, I watched a show, and I loved how closely it, it kept to the actual book and then kept sort of going. And um, I think it brought you and I actually closer together because yeah. now we just chat about it all the time, and I we just do. text you crazy things. And now, <laughs> now of course, we're on pins and needles because we have like four years to wait probably until the next one comes out. I know. I, I can't do it. How would you like the series to end? Oh. What is your dream ending? For uh, Jon Snow not to die. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like, and I've talked about this with other friends, if Daenerys actually finally comes over to Westeros and, you know, wages war on everyone, I feel like her and Jon Snow should get together. Exactly. Yeah. I think, and that's, I think it's a legitimate claim. Yeah, uh, especially because I remember when she's riding on the boat, she has that dream, and she dreams of like this dark-haired, handsome guy that she's never met before. I'm like, well, that's got to be Jon Snow. Yeah, but yeah, my dream—I just want her to be on the Iron Throne by the end of the series. Yeah, and that's sort of how just end scene. Um, and for most of the Targaryens to be done. <laughs> what do you mean by done? Oh no, no, kill no, them no, off. I'm sorry, Lannisters. Lannisters. Oh, the Lannisters. Yes. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of Tyrion. Yes, and, and Jamie. And Jam- yeah, yeah, I think we're both in the same place that we disliked him, but through his experiences with Brienne, we certainly grew, grew yes. to love him. Who do you think is, I mean, who's going to last? Who do you think, the, the cast, who's going to end up alive? I think Tyrion will be there till the end. Okay. Um, I don't know about Jamie. I think, I think his time's kind of running out. I think Jon Snow's going to survive, even with what happened at the end of the last book. Mm-hmm. I won't go into detail. No. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely Daenerys. Okay. And, I, I, you know, everyone else is probably expendable in his eyes. Well, yeah, I guess so. If the yeah. Red Wedding has, has proven anything. Yeah. To yeah. Uh, again, I still have vivid, vivid images of, you know, Black Walder Frey coming up behind Jane and stabbing her repeatedly in the womb. Just, yeah, that and- was... <laughs> That was that was too much. It was it was it was very gruesome. It was very gruesome. How do you think overall the the TV show has kept to the books? Are you overall pleased? Yeah, I haven't been displeased with anything really. Okay. The I think the only thing that's ever really got under my skin is the the guy that they originally cast for um, Dahario. Right. Just, just because he's so different in the book as mm-hmm. you read his description. That's true. But, yeah. And the second guy doesn't have a purple beard either. But no, he doesn't. I guess we can get it. But I, <laughs> I do think the first guy was pretty handsome. Oh, he was. In a, in a very exotic way. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he left to apparently, this is at least what I read somewhere, to do a remake of the um, Transporter series. Do you think that was a worthwhile trade? Leaving Game of Thrones to do Transporter? Is, as a movie or a series? As the movie. Well, because it originally starred Jason Stratum. Oh, that's right. That's that, right. So now they're starting it over, and I guess he's going to be the new guy. I don't know. I mean, he's got to live up to that. Yeah. Um, I feel like he should have he stayed with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think, I mean, he and, he and Danny, I felt, had some chemistry. I don't know how yeah. this one will work out. Because yeah. now that we know what happens between the two of them. Hopefully that Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we do, I think the only um, news really we have, which is good, so we're kind of transitioning, are these, uh, these casting roundups that, that, I, that I sent to you. And I just wanted to hit up a couple of them. 
and what your thoughts were. How about uh, Pedro Pascal as Oberon Martel? Do you think he fits as the Red Viper? I think so. I mean, just looking at his picture, I would say mm-hmm. no. But seeing those the scenes from the new yes. the new series, I feel like he fits it very well. And it seems like because I was also looking at at his at his headshot here, and then reflecting back on the season trailers, and it yes. seems like he really tanned. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, which is, but I think he really does have that exotic look that the Martells have, and yes. Alaria S- Sand that we have uh, in Dira Varma. I think she really fits that as well. So I'm actually really pleased with the the Martells. Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited to see how um, those are now. Taicho Nestoris, who is a representative of the Iron Bank, uh, and I only know of him vague. I remember he keeps asking uh, Cersei for the loan back. Yes. Uh, but this guy is one of the creators of Sherlock. Do you watch Sherlock, the BBC I, version? I was just about to say, I just got wrapped or uh-huh. wrapped Sherlock a yep. couple, couple weeks ago. I okay. started watching the first episode and I finished the entire series, I think, in a week. There you go. How <laughs> did how did you like it? I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm in, in love with Benedict Cumberbatch now. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone is. How did you yeah. like the third season uh, did you think it was a, a kind of a shift in tone compared to the the first two? Oh, it definitely was. I mean, with especially with the the, the last episode in that season. Yeah. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen to Sherlock, and right. now that the big bad is back, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think the the second season was my favorite overall. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I hope it uh, it does well. Uh, Mace Terrell, what do you think about this guy here? Roger Ashton Griffiths, which I tried to look up some of his stuff. I guess he was in The Tudors, which gives him a connection to his, what is that, his granddaughter? Yes, no, his she, daughter. Yeah, because she played Anne Boleyn. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what he was in the, in the Tudors, though. I don't know. I actually never watched it, but I just went on IMDb and tried to figure out what sorts of things, if any, I recognize. Do you think he fits the the Terrell... I don't know what you imagined him to be. Not as much. I feel like he should be just from reading about it in the book. I feel like he should be a little more, I guess, uh, maybe a little younger and maybe a little more fit. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause he does lead, you know, an army off. I mean, he takes That's, on yeah. a, a pretty high position, especially in the book. And then since I recently watched season three, you always have his mother sort of belittling him. So perhaps yeah. it fits more the vision of the TV show. Cause I think she always says that, a war that or a battle he won he sort of just sat there as everyone yeah. else went off so i think if we're going by vision of tv show he fits but i yeah. agree that book vision i don't necessarily see him uh as that but the other the only three people because there, there are a lot there just the recasts so first dario i think we we talked about i mean he's an attractive guy yeah, i yeah. just i think it's all going to come down to whether he's got chemistry with uh with danny or not yeah are you upset that they recast Gregor Clegane, the mountain, again? Not as much as if they had recast the Hound. Okay. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because you know the the Hound is is perfect for me. Yes. Yeah. How? Uh, I. Why are they doing this? What, what's going on? I. I don't know. I didn't. I knew nothing about it until you sent me this link, and I was reading <laughs> over it before. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And then uh, they recast Toman Baratheon. Yes, yeah. Well, that you know, like you said, it makes sense because yeah. he's getting older and he's yeah. going to have a b- bigger roles coming up. That he is. 
Okay. Well, what are you looking forward to most in season four? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I don't want to give too much away. I mean, there's right. obviously two big things I'm looking forward to, but I, you know, I can't give any spoilers away, but I, I guess I could say I'm looking forward to the wedding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree. Seeing how Tyrion, I think, kind of evolves this season or, you know, changes. I would agree. I'm also looking forward to Jamie continuing to develop, especially yes. now since he's with his sweet sister, as he calls her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Martells. I'm actually super excited about them, too. Yeah. So it should be good. Well, one last thing before we get into the main event. I went on YouTube. I don't remember what. Oh, I was watching the Wiener song from. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you seen that South Park? What do they call it? Satire. It's not really a satire, though. A, a loving satire. Uh, it was a three part. It was called Black Friday or something like that. The Black Friday trilogy. And it's based off of Game of Thrones. And they do a wiener song that's just wiener, 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 wiener. And it goes on. Have you heard that? I have not, but I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> okay. Well, if you type in wiener song, and you'll get a plethora. And now I'm just, uh, somebody is trolling me and continually is posting this on my Facebook. Wiener, 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 But anyway, so I was scrolling down and somebody asked, hey, what has he finished his book? So I guess this person is not in the know. And I, you know, there's an interesting comment below it. I can't really verify the accuracy of this or the veracity, but I thought this was interesting. No, he's got general outlines for the character deaths and developments and had a meeting with HBO last year to confirm so they know for the series arcs. Still a couple left to do, I guess the books, but wouldn't surprise me if they do a double release for the end. As far as I know, he doesn't have anyone lined up for a ghostwriter, but there's no doubt he could go the Terry Pratchett route and give the synopsis for someone to write with his secrecy, though it's hard to tell. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is a reasonable statement? This person's uh, just pulling it out of nowhere. I feel like I can believe the Ghost Rider more than I can him releasing two at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, given his, his history. Exactly. With as long as it's taken him to write, you know, the books that are out now and the one that's getting ready to, or hopefully getting ready to come out. I feel like I believe the Ghost Rider version better. Okay. Well, any other thoughts before we 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 get into it? No, let's let's do this. Okay, so since this is the the first episode, even though it's you know episode seventy six of the you know podcast formerly known as Backroll Oracle, this is episode number one of Two Onion Nights and a Shadow Baby, and we've decided to do a commentary on the Game of Thrones pilot, which. Like we said before, it's been been a little while since we both seen this, so I think it'll be interesting. So I am on the episode, and I'm queued up at zero 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 zero. So when I push play, I'm going to see the HBO ah, sort of thing. Now, pretend this is a movie. What kind of things would you take with you uh, to watch this? This is something that we a little trope we do in the podcasting world, in my little world. So you could bring, you know, like. I'm going to bring ice with me or needle. Do you have anything you want to bring with you to watch this special episode? 
Um, I would have to have Ghost with me. Okay. Yes, that's great. You know, I would love to have Nymeria. My yeah. hope is that she actually returns. Yep. I would love to have that because she's wandering around. She um, yes, Nymeria. And, you know, it'd be great to have buddies like John and Danny actually here with me watching it. Yep. Okay. Well, I'll count down from three and then on go we'll press play. And so welcome, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. And, and here is the moment you've been waiting for. So three, two, one, play. And here I think, you know, reading the books, I think this is why poor Amanda, I didn't even finish the story, but Amanda didn't really get past the prologue. Uh, and I don't know why he does the prologues in that manner. Um, but, you know, once you get past it, I think you're able to, to get along. But right here, we're, we're starting off with three people going off into the wilderness. And I had actually tried to get her to read this series <laughs> before you did. Oh, yeah, she she wouldn't have it. And I actually remember this opening scene better from the book than the movie because mm -hmm. or than the show because it's been so long since I've seen the show and I just yeah. reread you know this book last year so. Sometimes these these whispers which pop up and they've been they did it a lot in season three. Have you ever watched Lost? I have not. Okay. My brother has tried to get me to watch that. <laughs> I think you would like it. You could you give it a shot. Uh, but there's some whispers in the on the island as well, and it sort of reminds me of that. I guess it could be the children of the forest. Nothing's really explained about who that could be. That's true. What lovely images to start right. off your pilot <laughs> episode with. I feel like it was also a bad decision to split up. He should have, well, all three of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. I forgot that they make little uh, symbols in the snow, yeah. which is something they did in season three as well. Yep. 
I feel like the the crows throughout the entire series, uh, but I feel like in book six, it's really going to change, are really underappreciated. Yeah. Because they always call for help. You know, we need more men. There are things happening, but no one says anything. No. And they're, yeah, and they're the last defense between, you know, our realm, I guess we could say, and then the realm of the others, but the poor fellows. I know. No respect. This scene follows the prologue pretty closely, I feel. Yes, it does. Um, but even now, it I'm like, oh, when, when can I get past this and see the, the characters I want to see? So it's still sort of difficult, even though I think it's really important to set up the situation and, and what's, to, what's at stake. And I was actually okay with this guy getting killed because in the book he was very like haughty and he he was acting better than everyone else, which he did have a higher birth than the other two yeah. that are with him. But I mean, there's you always want to see that person struck down. Oh, there we go. Why did why did they split up again? I don't know. <laughs> and it's always this guy. I don't know. It's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. I kind of uh, would love to see Danny riding in on Drogon and just, like, burn a bunch of <laughs> others. I think that would be amazing. That that would be amazing. It would. And maybe that's how it ends. Maybe the wall comes down and she comes yeah. and saves the world. Because I think something has to happen. You know, the next book yes. is Winds of Winter. And I feel yeah. like it's going to get really worse and the realm's going to have to come together yes. and fight everything from beyond the wall and then you can return to your squab squabbling and figure that yeah. out but oh there you well the first decapitation <laughs> if i guess we can keep count potentially he got a parting present i guess it's the message he can take back and then next we see him and he's not in a good situation oh here yeah, we go here all. we go how do you how do you like this uh this opening scene here oh i love it the i love the song and yep. you know at the beginning of each episode the intros are different because it touches on which i guess city they're going to be in right. for that episode yeah, I love I the design of it. Yeah. I love when they give the the actor names. They've got their sigil right there next to it. I just think like it's so well detailed and so well thought out 
That's amazing. I, that is, that's something I never noticed until now. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I never noticed see. that. Yep. And it keeps getting more and more elaborate. Because yeah. season three is like there are all these it realms. Is. And I think probably season four is going to, if we add in Dorn, like keep having, yeah, everything's going to keep changing. Yeah, and all the, the seven cities, is it seven? With, no, where Danny is. Yeah. They actually have um, a puzzle that I'm somewhat uh, enticed to get. It's a 4D puzzle. The first is just a map, and then the second layer is like the topography, and then the third layer are the buildings oh, that you I can would do get. That. Yeah, HBO store. And I'm like, that would be so awesome. That'd be pretty cool. So we're back with our little fellow. He doesn't have the head anymore, I guess. I just wonder how he got out of Castle Black without anyone. That is true, yeah. Because he would have had to have gone back beneath yeah. the wall in order to, yeah, cross through on the other side. Though, of course, who snuck out? Was it John that snuck out a little bit? When? Oh, yes, that, I think he did. Yeah. I think that was right after the bad thing happened. Yes. Oh, little Bran. <laughs> oh, Sansa, back when she was annoying. I know. <laughs> And people need to pay attention, I think, to her friend, Jane Poole, now. Yes. Because she's going to actually be a very important character later on. I was pretty shocked about that. I was, too. So how do you like the uh, – let's go with Ned Stark. How do you like his casting? I think it was, it was done well, yeah. Every – pretty much all of the, the Starks, Starks and stuff. I, yeah. I was satisfied with, yeah. Yep. And certainly when I read now – oh, there she is. Certainly when I read <laughs> now, I, I really envision their, their faces when I'm – Oh, yeah. With their characters.
Winter is coming. There's the first time we hear it. The episode title actually is Winter is Coming, just FYI. I think I would like to rewatch the all of the seasons and see how many times they say it. Oh, that'd be yes. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, there's the disdainful look. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that relationship will ever change or if they'll ever, you know, meet again. I don't know. I, you know, I wanted it to be different. I think it was, yeah. they made it out in the book to be a little harsher than the show portrays it. Yeah, especially since she has that speech to Talisa and says, yes. you know, that she regretted yep. how she tr- treated him. There's poor ice. I know. How would you feel at 10 if you saw someone uh, get decapitated? I mean, I would certainly want to look away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He handled it better than I would have. So that's the second decapitation. Yep. Yeah. But it's a good lesson. Uh, I think that Ned teaches just that if you condemn a man, you've got to be the one to carry it out. Yep. And it's something that Rob has an experience with that and John does later in the books as well. So it's something that is is repeated. I don't think Bran will ever deal with that. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. I think uh, an important theme that always pops up throughout all of the books are just the role of the gods. And, you know, you've got old gods, new gods. You have the drowned god. You have the scary red god. (laughs) Do you think that this is going to have any impact on the end? Do you think that one of these is is like the real true god and... Well, I think they, you know, they all believe that theirs is the one true god. But I wonder if it may if it's not going to have as big of a role, you know, closer it gets to the end. Yeah. Especially because I don't think, does Daenerys ever say anything about the gods? Um, I, no, I feel like she yeah. doesn't really, yeah, worship any of them. Yeah. 
It's just weird because Rolor, or however you pronounce yeah. this, is the one god I think that anything that is asked, like he most often answers the prayers of, of his followers. Yes. And I wonder what that is about. Like what about all these other other gods? Someone suggested maybe he is he a demon that he's that, able to do that, but that could be one. Yeah, I don't know. So this is a big moment where they find the uh the wolf pups. Aww. Wow. Thank you, Theon. It's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, after watch, after reading and watching this, um, I've always wanted a husky, actually. But uh, after I read this, I'm like, if I get a husky, I would really like to name it Stark or yes. maybe one of the names. I think that would just be amazing. Yes. Oh. Oh. Of course, he would be the one to volunteer. I know. Oh my gosh. He seems really angry about it. I know. Guess he doesn't like pets. Oh, John Snow. Yeah. Oh, with his red eyes. <laughs> Rob! <laughs> He's just like cuddling two of them. That's great. So we, we juxtapose a scene of life and finding, you know, the puppies to this. <laughs> Which I just saw. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> got the eyes on. Like in front of him, all those jars are they of his like his liver and his heart and all those stuff, kind of like they did the Egyptians. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I never thought of it like that. Oh, here we got first look of Jamie and Cersei Lannister. Yes. Uh, what's funny is Lena Headey here, um, who I, I really like as an actress, she was Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles and the short-lived, you know, two-season series that they had on Fox. And then yeah. um, Amelia Clark has since been cast as Sarah Clark in or Sarah Connor in the Terminator reboot series. I heard about that the other day. Yeah.
Dark wings, dark words. Which we learn later was no natural fever. <laughs> Imagine if he had. Imagine, I mean, things would be so different. If what? If he had said no. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I, Robert wasn't going to let him say no. Yeah, he would convince him. So here's a, you know, here's a great money shot for the females. <laughs> I guess it's nice, you know, to start off with this when later on we're just going to have all sorts of female nudity all yes. about us. Yeah. Wow, they're clipping his hair. I don't remember. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that either. <laughs> oh, shaving a haircut. Up, oh, Bran and his climbing scales. What's that French sport, that French word called that? You're sort of uh, and weeping over things. Parkour. Yeah, I think he'd be a good. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much time has passed because that puppy is like all of a sudden. I know. You know, like a teenager. Should have listened to her. I know, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I love that. I think out of all the families, the the Starks are the most like conventional and and I think loving and <laughs> normal. No, yeah, they definitely are. Because all the other ones are very dysfunctional, but yeah. you just really feel the love, like just in that conversation between mm-hmm. you know the mother and and the son and the husband and the wife actually love each other. And I think especially between um, Jon Snow and Arya. Yes, exactly. Yep. Oh boy, there he is, our favorite character, Joffrey. <laughs> oh, so people, you know, the villains are like, y- you love to hate them, and frankly, yeah. I don't love to hate them. I just hate them. Something I love that they do with Arya is uh, how she helps develop other characters in this yeah, show. Yeah, she does. Um, I think the first example is certainly in season two with, uh, what's the father's name? Tywin. Tywin yeah. Lannister. Just yeah. their conversations at the dinner table. And then now, and I'm, cert- I'm certain it's going to continue in season four with The Hound. Yes. Oh, boy. Sansa! You fool! Do you like the uh, actor they chose for for Robert? Yes. Yeah, I think he was a good fit, too. (laughs) He looks so angry, but he's not (laughs) at all. And the rotund guy, I think he's got it all. Where's the... Sansa. Has she uh, grown on you in the books? Who? Sansa. Um, yeah, she definitely does. Hey. But, you know, in this, obviously this season, you're just kind of like, you know, okay, you're a little stuck up, yeah. but 
<laughs> Has she grown on you in the series? Yes, okay. a lot. Yeah. Yes. I think she, she, yeah. She has to grow up so fast. Definitely, yeah. I think once she's separated from Joffrey, she's like finally able to be her own character. Yep. Do you think this is unhealthy for a uh, a man of of his age to still be fixated on a wife that died before he even had her, or like a wife to be? I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say unhealthy, but you know, I guess visiting the crypt with her body is a little a little much. <laughs> yeah. Just say no. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, we had two decapitations. I guess it was only a matter of time. Yep. Especially when Tyrion's around. I know, right? He looks so young. They all do. Especially, you so know, John and Rob. Yeah. Especially after they uh, they gave them a shave. So there's Roz. Who, isn't yep. it Roz? Who's yep. going to play a pretty big... Pretty big part. She she met an unfortunate end, however. She did. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> My brother. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if you're Game of Thrones, go big or go home. <laughs> 
Yep, exactly. Uh, what what is the feather representative of? I I don't know. I don't know if I remember that being in the book, and I don't remember this part. Something that always struck me as odd is the fact that Cersei is very resentful of his, like, dedication to Lyanna Stark. Yeah. Um, you know, and always says, like, I'm alive and she's dead. But I don't understand why she cares as much about it, especially when she obviously doesn't love Robert. Yeah, and, you know, she didn't want to marry him. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I wonder what that is about. Oh, poor Danny. Oh. Oh, gosh, and this guy. She's one character that has not changed a lot. Looks-wise. Oh, looks-wise. Yeah, yeah looks-wise, yeah. I was about to debate you on that. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. Her her hair and everything. You know, I was mm. thinking about her hair recently, especially since um, in the book when, you know, she, she hops on something. Yes. Um, and she, like, describes her hair as having like burned off and everything. And I, I wondered why they didn't do that at the end of the first season, completely burn off her hair. Yeah. Are you okay with that? I I think when it comes to that, it's kind of such a minor detail that I just, I didn't even notice it. Okay. Yeah. It was singed at least. Yeah, black. it was. Oh no, not that. This is like, why would you do this to your sister? I, what I definitely that? hated him from the beginning. Oh yeah, you bet. And you kind of think about it, it's not like he's just examining her because he also had some designs to potentially marry her. Yep. So it's, it's a little weird. I was pretty happy when he kicked the bucket. Oh, me too. Or dragged naked behind the horse. Yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview with her on uh, Dave Letterman, and I think he asked her parents uh, watch the show. And I think Dave Letterman asked something about like, well, what about you know all these scenes like this, like the nudity yeah. scenes? And I think uh, she said like her father just like doesn't look at her for a little bit afterwards. Um, I, after it would be awkward. Scene. It would be. <laughs> My parents are watching this. Yeah. <laughs> She's fine with it. Do we see Drogo in this episode? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think so. I hope okay. so. Yeah, because I think yeah, he, okay. he rides up. Yep.
I do have to admit the only reason I saw the remake of Conan the Barbarian was because he was in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jason Momoa, yeah. Oh, yes. I guess um, he was potentially offered a role to be Drax, uh, the Conqueror, in the upcoming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. But he said that he was just sort of, he, he had enough of just roles where he was grunting and, and not doing a lot. So yeah. he ha- he's in this new show. I'm not sure. I can't remember what it's called, but, but that's good. He's, he's broadening his horizons. Yeah. You wouldn't think, I mean, just the way he looks, you just wouldn't think this relationship would turn out well. No, not at all. <laughs> but it was one of the, the best relationships, I think, that was in the book. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Where's he going? Sounds <laughs> like a teenager. At least he has little braids on his uh, beard. He does. It's interesting, knowing what we know, just, you know, Danny's back there. She's completely ignored. Yep. All the chatters between the men. We shouldn't say things like that. Right. She has a little bit of Sansa in her, I think, in the beginning. Yeah, probably stronger than Sansa. Yeah. But certainly, you know, the childish air and... Oh, yeah. Because she's she's supposed to be, what, 15? Yeah. Perhaps younger. I don't... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. What a lovely brother. Oh, speaking of Sansa. Oh my yep. gosh. Do you think <laughs> Yeah. I cannot imagine being married to that kid. No. That would be terrible.
I wonder how they cast. I wonder if they went for the uh, the two adults first and then found the children that sort of matched them. Because I feel like Sansa really is the daughter of Michelle. I think yes. her name is fairly here. I mean, it just works so well. And Arya does. really does have have Ned, Ned's uh, looks about her. And she Arya also looks like, you know, she's she could be Rob's sister. Right. Yep. Oh, hey, it's cold hands. I mean, Benjamin. <laughs> that's, that's been my theory all along. Yeah. We can only hope. I know. It's interesting. Uh, I feel like there are so many bastards in the series. There are. Yeah. And a lot of them are just like, I think they're fine with, with their life and people may not look twice. But I think John is the one that really struggles with it. Oh, yeah. And it's, not, it's within his family because, you know, his, his adoptive mother, I guess we can exactly. call that, doesn't accept it. And then, you know, it's really tragic because he doesn't know who his mother is. Yeah. Which is a constant mystery. Hopefully that's solved. Oh, I know. I think one uh, bastard that, that is completely fine with it is uh, Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's yeah. just fine with how he he's, is. Yeah, he's good to go. <laughs> Terrible character. Yeah, I think some of the best scenes uh, in this season is certainly between Tyrion and uh, and John. Yeah, I was going to say. They, I, yeah, I like how they kind of bond a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think Peter Dinklage has practiced uh, riding a, a pig? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's training with this? Oh, just thinking about it made me, makes me laugh. Um, I hope so. Oh, it was a pig, right? It, was, it wasn't there the was, There was a pig and a dog. Right. I can't remember which one that the guy had. was on. Yeah. Uh, pretty, I think, was the pig's name. Yeah.
Something I would really like to see is if they did like a series, that was a spinoff. And I guess perhaps it wasn't completely, you know, Game of Thrones oriented, but just exploring the Stark family early on. Yes. Because you hardly ever see these two together. And then you kind of wonder, like, well, what about the sister and everything? It would just be interesting to see from the beginning. Yeah. Because they never, they never do any flashbacks with the sister. No. Either. Yeah. Not really. Just like little by little, you're sort of getting stuff, yeah. but not enough. Little dove. Something she continues to call her. Yep. What an awkward (laughs) question. (laughs) Looks at the mom. The look of horror. (laughs) I think the hair is a bit much for Cersei. It is, yeah. And I'm trying to, I feel like it's simplistic now. You mean later in the season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just sort of distracted by the Princess Leia buns. I, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh, there's Jane. Oh, dear. You can feel the animosity between yes. the two. Oh, I forgot that she did that. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You got to love her. I guess those two girls are like best friends outside of the. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Because all the kids sort of hang together, Bran and and Sansonari, because I think all this adult stuff that goes on, they kind of have to be together. Yeah. I remember watching the scene and wondered if he was going to get up uh, naked and go to the window, because that's what happens. Yep. But it didn't happen. I don't know if I'm disappointed about that or okay with it. <laughs> Can't tell. I've got conflicting feelings. I guess they figured with all of the nudity later in the season. <laughs> that they'd tone it down. Yeah. yeah. The crazy Lysa.
One thing I was a little disappointed about uh, with season three was just that they skipped over the entire storyline where she went back uh, to her home and spent time with her father. Yeah. And she just came. I guess, you know, it would have wasted time that they needed elsewhere, but she just came back for the funeral. And it was it was a bit of a bummer not to see that relationship. Yeah, it was. But we know the truth. Yes, we do. I love watching this now that you know how much you know. Yep. I think this is the first conflict we have between duty and honor and and family and sort of what your family desires. Yep. And the characters that struggle with it are the the ones that I love because I think Tyrion is one of those, you know. He is, yeah. Because he he tries so hard to be, you know, (laughs) accepted by his family, but he he also, I think, knows what's right, and, and I love that he tries to help. Arya, not Arya, Sansa. Sansa. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he slaps Joffrey. Things like that. Yeah. I wonder how long it took uh, Jason Momoa to uh, wipe off that makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a while. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty heavy there. Some gifts. Wow. Is he a Martell? He could be. Oh, yeah, the drunken revelry. Yep. I assume that's Illyrio, right? I was trying to figure that out earlier, and I it's got to be. He actually, I mean, I, I think, you know, he's a good actor. He's doing a good job. But given the description in the book, he, he seems very slovenly in the book and, and yes. fat. Yes, so I thought the I th- same thing, yeah. Yeah, bit of a distraction there. Hey, it's, you know, it's not a wedding without a, a fight. Right. How did you uh, feel about Danny eating that horse heart? Was that was that tough for you to watch? It, not really. I don't know why, but it's just. I think it's <laughs> obviously because I know it's fake. But yeah, the horse. Yeah. 
her reaction, I think, was the worst part about it. Like, tr- you know, trying to get it down. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of Fear Factor. Do you remember yeah. that show? Yep. And they always had, like, one event that, like, there was inevitably some animal's okay. testicles yep. that you had to put up in a blender and eat it. And I'm like, this yep. is Fear Factor. Ooh, here we go. Her old bear. Not yet, though. Jorah Mormont. He was actually in Downton Abbey. Don't know if you watched that. I do not, but my mom just started watching it. So you'll probably get into it soon. Probably, eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Only in, uh, I think, season two or three. Here we go. You can you can buy a dragon egg on HBO, but it's like uh, over a hundred dollars. I don't oh. know who would want to do that. No. <laughs> I mean, I love statues, but hey, yeah. it's just a round little thing there. I wonder if when you audition for this, if there's like a checkbox for I'm comfortable with nudity. (laughs) You know, yes or no. There should be. Because that goes to show the type of people they are. Yep. Is she riding side saddle? Yeah, I think so. Well, I just, or maybe not. I don't know. You know, I just don't understand the side. How do you not fall out of a side saddle? I don't know. I I couldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here we go. So here's my question as this this, uh, event is about to happen. Someone, uh, I was talking to somebody and he said that, you know, like the the rapes, plural, of Danny were hard to watch. And I asked you, you, would you consider this and like the following times until she talks to her handmaiden, would you consider those rapes? I think... This first one feels like it is just because, you know, her expression and her, the emotions that she goes through. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's the show or the book 
where she, I thought she had said no and tried to stop him and he just didn't care basically. Yeah. But, well, he's also the one that, cause she starts crying and he's the one who says no, which is, that's, yeah. That's true. I don't know. But so I, I certainly get that, that argument. I'm also yeah. wondering though, what about arranged marriages and like you're meeting, you're married someone. That's probably the first time you met him. Yeah. And they've got to spend, I mean, isn't that essentially like the same thing as what we've got here? Yeah, kind of. So that's, that's the only way I argue. I mean, maybe yeah. on her, her part, she definitely didn't want it. But I think yeah. in the scheme of how the marriage was that perhaps it, it was not. But, but, you know, it is difficult to watch, especially yeah. Oh, yeah. because, you know, he does treat her as if she, <laughs> she were an animal. Yeah. Um, but it, it gets, it gets much better. I like the development of this relationship. Oh, you didn't see it. I Well, that was good. I forgot. I thought maybe we were going to. Yeah. <laughs> My spear never misses. Almost. Uh, oh, never mind. There was a double entendre. I was going to say it was almost <laughs> foreshadowing. He could have said, "My crossbow never misses." Yep. I look at some of these guys' hair, and I wonder, is it just a lot of product, or do they maybe not wash their hair for several days? I know. <laughs> I'm hoping it's just a lot of product. <laughs> Especially, well, Ned just, like, doesn't look good, but Rob, yeah. sometimes it, it looks so wet. It does. Oh, there's Bran. Oh, this is sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, Summer. Oh. I don't think he has a name yet, actually. I don't think so. Uh-oh. So apparently, because she was also on David Letterman, this wasn't her. her it was like a body double whenever we really? see what we're about to say, I guess. Oh. Her bum or whatever. Oh, gosh. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Oh, I just want to go out into the woods and find a wolf. I know. Oh dear. Yep.
<laughs> and that sounds, you know, the first time. Uh, but the the a problem I have with that, at least, it, well, I guess I I don't know if I can say in the book or not. But she is upset actually with what he did because it was sort of careless. Yes. But she's also shouting, "He saw us! He saw us!" Yeah. Which is basically begging him to do something about it yeah. so that they're not found out. So I don't know, like. What game I don't know what playing. she expected. Yeah. I know, I know. So this was, yeah, Winter's Coming. This was the the pilot. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? seeing it again? Did you see anything that uh, that you didn't catch the the first couple times that you saw this? Um, well, you pointed out a couple things. You know, the opening credits. I think that's something that I'm going to be paying more attention to. Yeah. Um, there wasn't that much that I I don't really you know I didn't remember. It was. It makes me just want to watch the entire <laughs> season now again. Yeah. <laughs> Spend the next, yeah, 10 hours. It was, it, certainly, uh, yeah, it was certainly, yeah. It was certainly fun to, oh, yeah. Those, that's the way to do Game of Thrones. Yeah. Even if you intend it or not, for some reason it sucks you in. It does. It, and you yeah. have to finish it. I did yeah. that for, yeah, the last two seasons. I just like, um, yeah, it was, I actually really enjoyed watching with someone because then you're able to sort of discuss what's going on, but. I mean, it just lives up to the expectations, and I think it just, it's wonderful how closely it follows the first book and, and all the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I tell everyone that asks me about, you know, the book or the show, I always say that it's it's the best adaption I've seen mm-hmm. when it comes to show or movie. Yeah, yeah. And were you able to easily get in with the characters, like no problem sort of saying, yeah, they're okay? No, I I had no problem accepting all of them. Yeah. yeah. They did a very good job. So what would you recommend first, the book or the TV show? Um, I definitely think the book. I would definitely agree. But book. but yeah. what what do you do with the 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 Amandas of the huh. of the world? <laughs> How do you get them past, you know, the prologue if if they can't do that? I tell, you know, I tell them it's it may be a slow read at the beginning, but I mean when it picks up, it picks up. Yeah, you bet. It does. Yeah. If you were to give this episode a grade, what would you give it? I guess out of 10. Let's go with a 10 system. I got, it's, it's up there. I got to go with like a 9 or a 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I certainly agree. I think yeah. uh, I would go with, yeah, a 10. I, I mean, high marks, you know, stays true to, to what it's doing. And it's just yeah. awesome to watch. And there were two decapitations. Yes. Two and a half, I guess we could say, because the Dothraki, that one guy kind of cut the back of his neck. Yep. And we did have some nudity, but it wasn't too well. It was enough. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we at least did get some attractive men. Oh yes. So, well, final thoughts as we wrap wrap this up. I'm glad that you are switching over to the Game of Thrones world. <laughs> yeah, you bet. You I know, it, it's it's going to be more productive, I think. Than, yeah. Um, well, just Batgirl has been bringing me down, but but Game of Thrones. I mean, I I think people can tell how excited I was just uh, to chat about it and everything. So oh yeah, it'll be interesting though. So hopefully in the future, the future episodes and of this podcast, we'll be able to not only talk about the the books, but you know the future episodes as well. So yeah, it'll be pretty exciting because it starts new season is less than a month away. That it is. Yeah, April sixth. Yep. Got to figure out what I'm going to do about that. (laughs) So, yes. Oh, man. So, until next time, Velardo Hyrus, this is Stella. And Sarah. 
and you've been listening to Two Onion Nights and Melisandre, come get your shadow baby. Hey, winter's coming, folks, and I hope you survive the experience. Why'd you read so much? Look at me and tell me what you see. This is a trick. What you see is a dwarf. If I had been born a peasant, they might have left me out in the woods to die. Alas, I was born a Lannister of Casterly Rock. Things are expected of me. My father was the hand of the king for 20 years. Until your brother killed that king. Yes. Until my brother killed him. Life is full of these little ironies. My sister married the new king, and my repulsive nephew will be king after him. I must do my part for the honor of my house, wouldn't you agree? But how? Well, my brother has his sword, and I have my mind. And a mind needs books like a sword needs a whetstone. That's why I read so much Jon Snow.
Hello, this is Stella again, but right now I'm not here as a podcast host, but a friend. For many years now, my dear friend Donovan Morgan Grant has been running wildly through many romantic relationships, leaving broken hearts strewn on the path behind him. I'm here today not only to offer comfort to those who have experienced this side of Donovan, but also as a way to reach Donovan himself. It is time that he sees what his reckless behavior has wrought. This is an intervention. With me here today are four girls that will tell of their relationships with Donovan and how he hurt them. Donovan, may you listen with open ears and a willing heart. Know that I do this out of love. The stories you are about to listen to are true, and the voices have been masked to keep their identity a secret. Um, so my name is Rebecca Goldstein. Um, I met Don actually on the internet. There's this, there's this uh, website, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, it's called adultfriendfinder.com. We ended up really enjoying each other's company and our affair lasted for, I want to say about six months. Um, you know, he was, he was, he was sweet, but I believe he felt awkward about our relationship. I, I was, I'm several years older than he was. And when he'd come over to my house, uh, you know, it'd have to be when, when my, I have a, you know, very young son, he was asleep. So, you know, this one time I took him out backpacking. It's a hobby. I enjoy going out and walking out through the woods. And, uh, he got really angry about it. Like really angry. He started yelling about how this was stupid and just a waste of time. It was really aggressive and it just came out of nowhere. And I, I think that was the beginning of the end of our relationship. Uh, a few weeks after that is when, is when he ended it. Uh, he waited until evening and he called me out for coffee. He, he said it was over and he, had, he was very stone-faced about the whole thing. Showed no emotion, just very flat. And I, I started to cry, you know, I've, I've never been good with breakups. And, and I know this was just supposed to be a, a fling, but I found that I'd fallen in love with this young man for the second time in two years my heart was pulled out and crushed into little bits in front of me don uh, then got up and left me to cry in my frappuccino at starbucks and he said he was late for some podcast or something i i wish i could tell you i knew exactly what brought this about i'm not sure if it's because he didn't feel comfortable coming over to my house because of my toddler or, or maybe he was too embarrassed to let his folk, folks know that he was seeing an older white woman uh, but, you know, honestly, my best guess is that he didn't like that I wasn't Asian. My name is Domin Dominique. Don and I first met when I was fresh out of college, making $23,000 a year. We met at a strip mall. He was buying comic books. We dated for a few weeks. He was very nice. It was a lot of fun. And then for his birthday, I thought it would be nice to get tickets to go see Spider-Man turn off the dark. Front row seats, we were ready to go, we were going to make a trip up to New York, but then he said he was busy, something had come up, and then he would make it up to me and replace the ticket so we would go at a later date. We had a fight, and then I felt bad about it, and I called, leaving him a sad message on his answering machine. The next morning, I got a phone call from a woman who said, this is Donovan's fiance Stella, I think he's cheating on me with you. I was astounded. I didn't know who she was, or how she knew who I was, but I, but she got my number from the caller ID. When I told her Don was out, I thought Don was out of town, she said, no, he's here. He's taking me to see Spider-Man turn off the dark for his birthday. Well, 
I had jumped Don shortly after, and he didn't like that I wasn't Asian. My name is Julia, um, and it was actually really cute how Don and I met. I met him when he was working at Kroger's. I came in one day and he helped me out when I went to sign my receipt. I left my number and kind of just didn't get my hopes up, kind of forgot about it. He was a total gentleman and waited three days before calling. And dating him was, I don't know, kind of surreal. We would have these long talks, you know, about all kinds of different things, and comics and movies and life in general, really. It's kind of like meeting my other half. Until it wasn't. I was coming over one day, and he texted just before I left and told me not to bother, but, I mean, I was already on my way out, so I was like, whatever. So he showed up, and it was like a flip, like he had just flipped the switch in his brain. Suddenly, those long conversations were a hassle, and he didn't want to put up with him anymore, and... I mean, the relationship limped on for a few more weeks, and I was trying everything I could to fix it. But I guess it really came down to the fact that he didn't like that I wasn't Asian. Hi, my name is Laura, and I dated Donovan for a few months, and we were exclusive for a little while. And I met Donovan at a costume party, and he was dressed as a samurai which I thought was pretty cool until he started showing up on all our dates dressed exactly the same. And dating him was alright, he was a nice enough guy, but every time he moved in to kiss me, he would make airplane diving noises and yell BANZAI in my ear, and it got annoying after a while. Eventually, we broke up when he had this weird request where he kept asking me to dress up as Pikachu in the bedroom, and I'm okay with some kinky stuff, but that was just too much for me, so I finally just decided to break it off. Plus, I just got the weird feeling that he just wasn't into me because I wasn't Asian. This was certainly hard to listen to, I know. Donovan, know that we care about you, and we want to see you change from this experience. Just because the world doesn't look like Lin Min May doesn't mean you should disregard people's feelings. Oh, and one more thing. April Fools! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs>